Welcome, everybody, to a Wednesday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I am your host, John Harris, football analyst and sideline reporter for your Houston Texans. Man, we have a great show lined up for you tonight. We got our Wednesday night draft. The Wednesday night draft tonight is the Texans' ultimate by-round draft. Now, that means is D.P. Sidhu, Mark Vandermeer, and myself we're going to draft a one through uh, first round through seventh round and an undrafted player. But you have to draft the player from that particular round. It's a pretty good exercise in looking back at the draft history of the Texans. Man, they've hit on a number of first rounders. Haven't hit on as many fifth rounders. Um, and obviously you're not going to hit on fifth rounders. But it was interesting going back and doing this exercise and looking at players in the sixth round, players in the seventh round that have been very successful. Even on this team now, Andre Howell in the seventh round. Uh, in the sixth round, you have had players like, well, Dirk Newton was also a seventh rounder, if I remember correctly. So they've had some players in later rounds that have made contributions. Ryan Griffin in the sixth round in 2013. He was the last pick of that draft. DeAndre Hopkins, the first pick of that draft. In between, eh, not so great. But we did get David Quesenberry out of that. I just feel like David should have been drafted a little bit higher than the sixth round. But there you have it. We'll have our Wednesday night draft later in the show. We will also have what have what I will call the airing of the schedule grievances. It's a festivus. It's a schedule festivus. As Mark Vandermeer stops by in our next segment, because there are always look, the schedule doesn't come out till tomorrow. But there are always things that stick in Mark's craw. And I, I don't get as upset about it. I, I have a couple. So we are going to air our day before the schedule release grievances, and hopefully there will be certain aspects that don't come to fruition based on our grievances. And Mark's makes sense. Don't get me wrong. Mark's makes sense. Mine does too. Mine was it was a it was a gut punch, and it, it happened last year. And it had to do with the Ravens and Titans game. Those two back-to-back on the road. There was something about those two games that shouldn't happen to a team, and it happened to the Texans twice in four years. So we'll talk about that, uh, the airing of the schedule grievances. But we're going to kick off this show with demand, not even the myth, because we all know. Sometimes I look at him and I see him, I go, man, are you for real? Are you actually Houston Texan? Deshaun Watson. Yesterday, the players came in and met with the media, if you will, and we got a chance to spend some time. With a few of the players, yesterday we had Nick Martin for you. We also had Whitney Merciless, which Whitney talking about that app was cool as could be. I need to have one of those apps. I needed one of those when I went to Spain a long time ago. Because my, my Spanish 2, Miss Elfson, wherever you are, uh, yeah, Spanish 2 didn't take all that well. And so there would be certain words, but I can imagine having that app would be very, very cool. So Whitney had that. I didn't even think about asking Deshaun if he had that app when he went over to Germany for his trip. This guy's world travelers. And Deshaun went over to Germany, and we talked about that with him. We talked about the season, and obviously what more he feels like he needs to prove. We caught up with Deshaun Watson yesterday, and we have that for you now. Deshaun Watson joining us here in the Hyundai Texans radio studio. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. Okay, so how does it feel to be back with the guys? I know you've been around, you've right, been rehabbing, right. but seeing the whole team together. It's great. Um, just the, the energy and the vibe that we – I already connected with the, especially the new guys that's coming on along with the team and seeing all the, the guys that were on the team last year come back. And I don't know, it's just, uh, it's fun. You know, we've all been excited about getting back to work and, 
and, and it's cool to, to be able to, you know, get back on that ground with them. Sean, when you bring in players, obviously Zach Fulton, some guys that are going to help you on the offensive line, but you see a guy like Tyron Matthew. Now we talked about that with him a little while ago. For I would think young guys, they look up to him because Correct. they saw him play in college. What's it like to see Tyron Matthew in your locker room, not on the other side of the field? I'm the same way. Um, I, I've said it before. I just said it in the interview what um, I just did in the press conference. But, you know, Tyron Matthew is one of the guys that I looked up to, like you said, when I was in high school. Um, I had three players that I was, you know, looking up to, Cam Newton, uh, the Honey Badger, and, and Tim Tebow. Those are my three guys. And, and now I've been able to – you know, we were, you know, friends from a long distance. We would, you know, hit each other up on social media and talk and communicate. But now actually being in the same locker room with him is uh, it's neat and being able to learn so much from him and, and see how he is approaching the game and, and just the opportunity he had to, you know, be successful is cool. Early on in the offseason, you posted a video on social media of you throwing the football in the weight room, <laughs> and it got everybody excited to see that. So I got to imagine right now you're just dying for these – full practices to get going. You're in the early phases right, of this right, off-season right. conditioning program. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I'm very excited to be able to get back on the field, especially with the guys. But, you know, I've been on the field a little bit rehabbing and, and doing some drop bats and, and different things to, to kind of prepare myself. But also just being able to get out there on the field with the coaching staff and the and the players to run, you know, full you know practices, full plays, it's, uh, it's going to be very exciting. Deshaun, nobody on God's green earth wanted you to get hurt. But if there's an indirect – positive to it the fact that you got a chance to know some guys in the rehab process getting to know JJ a little bit better getting to know other teammates a little bit better going through that process I know it's been a tough grind to go through it but has that been one of the positives that you have gotten to know that camaraderie is built between the guys that are in that room going through that process with you oh of course I've been able to learn so much from a guy like JJ you know he's been in the league he's one of the best if not the best to ever play the game and um you know learn so much you know, from him on and off the field and, and seeing how he works and we pushing each other and knowing that whenever he gets back, he's going to make sure he holds down the defensive side and I'm going to do the same thing on the offense. And, you know, we're very excited on, on, the, on the work that we put in. And, uh, you know, this, this of course, nobody, you know, myself didn't want to get hurt, but at the same time, it's a, a way to just kind of sit back and really, you know, see the bigger picture. And, um, you know, it sat me down and, uh, you know, a lot of things was going fast last year, but it kind of slowed it down and, and now we're going to read back and pick it back up. Yeah, Deshaun, Bill O'Brien said that when you went out, you guys were just getting started, really. Right. There was a lot that he was going to put into the offense, and he said this offseason, hey, the offense is going to change even more. So what can the fans expect to see this year? What can you tell us anyway? Um, i just say uh, more excitement, um, <laughs> more points, more, more wins. <laughs> that's more the, touchdowns. Those are the, yeah, that's the, those are the, the three biggest, biggest things I, I could say. Deshaun, obviously – you got hurt after the Seattle game, but after that Seattle game, I thought it was really interesting when when the media talked to the Seattle players, they all talked about you. I mean, Richard Sherman couldn't have said any more glowing things about you. What was it like to hear that from a team like that that had such experienced veterans, teams that won the Super Bowl after the game you had against them? What was it like to hear all that? It was cool. It, uh, it gave me more confidence. It, it made me um, you know, reevaluate myself. As a player, you know, um, you know, previous games, of course, we were doing a lot of exciting things, but you know, I felt like a rookie, um, you know, time to time, and I try to go out there on the field and, and try to perform like I'm a veteran guy. Um, but after that game and hearing the veteran guys like those people, uh, like Richard Sherman, Errol Thomas, and 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 the Bobby Wagners and and guys like that talk, you know, highly on me, it was uh, it was cool, and it made me know that uh, I can, you know, perform and play at this level very well. You know what's pretty interesting about that? I don't know if you noticed this, but the very first play of that game, I'll never forget this. 
Jerron Reed, who you faced, Alabama, your, yeah. you faced him in the national championship game. I don't know if you noticed this, but the very first play of the game, Jerron Reed stands up, and you're back in the shotgun, and you're kind of getting the signal, and he's pointing at you. I don't know if you noticed this. I probably didn't. <laughs> he's standing up, and he's, like, looking at all his guys, and he's gesturing, like, at you. Like, he had some bone to pick with you right. because you lit them up a couple years ago. You had no idea about that? I did not. I, I have to go back and look at it. But I, I probably I was so focused on making sure that everyone was getting set and looking at the secondary all the way down to the defensive line. Um, I did not pick it out. I just thought – if you if you'd seen it, I thought you would have just smiled to do that later in the game. But the fact that he had a two year grudge, he right. was going to get back at you. And of course, that was the best game you'd played maybe as as a football player. Yeah, uh, against Seattle. Exactly. Um, I mean, just the the way I play the game, I respect the game. I respect you know the the defenders I'm playing against. I respect my own teammates and. Uh, you know, and they understand that too, and we just compete with each other. I'm a competitor, and the the players that I play against know that too. So uh, we want the best of each other, but at the same time, uh, you know, we're not gonna you know spare anyone to and let them you know outdo us. Deshaun, before you hit the field with 11 on 11 practice, you have all this classroom work coming up. So what's that room going to be like? Brandon Whedon's back, and you got Joe Webb in there right. as well. So what's that going to be like for you? Uh, it's been see? good, though, especially the past two days. We uh we've hit the ball rolling, um, you know, digging in the playbook. Uh, but, of course, I was with Brendan last year during OTAs and training camp, so I love him. I was excited to have him back. And then I've, I've kind of known Joe well through, you know, Cam, him at Charlotte. So I used to go up to Charlotte all the time and uh, spend time with, with Cam and Joe. But, you know, those are two veteran guys. They've seen a lot of football, been in different offenses. So that's uh, two guys that can help me out, you know, and, and, and show me different things and, and show how to really master, you know, playbooks. Looked like you got a lot of love in Germany, man. Oh, How yeah, was that trip? Like, it was fun. It was very exciting. It was cool. I never really been out of the country. I've been, of course, to Mexico, but uh, as far as Europe, it was a uh, it was a great opportunity for myself. And I didn't notice we had so many fans over there. So, uh, yeah, for all the Texas fans, there's a lot of fans in in Germany and in Europe. Deshaun, thanks a lot for joining us. Best of Thank luck. You. I appreciate it. So we got done with that interview with Deshaun, and near the end of that interview. I have my computer over to my to my right side, and I just put an NFL Game Pass, and it was already like I've been on NFL Game Pass all year, so I didn't have to put on my password. I just went right to it. I was like week eight, went to the full replay of the game, and I wanted to see if I could find it. And then there it was, and I showed it to him, and he had he had no idea. He had walked up on that very first play. Deshaun walked up to the line of scrimmage, and he's pointing at what was going on. He's pointing, getting his mic points. He didn't even see Jerron Reed, and Jerron Reed is losing. And I remember seeing it from the sideline. I remember seeing Reed just gesture at him like, I'm going to get him. And I put two and two together like, why is he doing that? And then I realized, oh, that's from two years ago. Now, Jerron Reed's Alabama team won that game. But Deshaun lit that defense up unlike any, anybody had ever done. That defense was unbelievable. The 2015 Alabama defense is just incredible. And when you, when you think about the players – that are on that defense, Jerron Reed being one of them, Sean Robinson. Those two were both uh, second-rounders. They had Minka Fitzpatrick, who's probably going to be a first-rounder. It was a loaded, loaded defense. Sean Robinson, second-rounder. Uh, Deron Payne will be a first-rounder. Jonathan Allen, uh, first-rounder. Dalvin Tomlinson, second-rounder. Rashawn Evans, Probably a first-rounder, maybe second-rounder. Reggie Ragland, second-rounder. Reuben Foster, first-rounder. Cyrus Jones, second-rounder. Marlon Humphrey, first-round. Eddie Jackson, third-round, only because he got hurt. Minka Fitzpatrick, going to be a first-rounder. That was that defense that he tore up in the national championship game. 
Ryan Anderson, first rounder. Deshaun Hand, probably a second or third rounder. I mean, it's ridiculous. Ronnie Harrison, safety, probably going to be a second rounder, I would think, in the draft. Deshaun lit that defense up over 400 yards. He found Hunter Renfro in that entire game, and Jerron Reed still holding the grudge. And then he lit up Seattle's defense, too. Jerron Reed has had much success against Deshaun. So that was funny to uh, to show him that. He kind of chuckled when he saw that. That was good. So appreciate Deshaun for stopping by. Coming up, it's our airing of the schedule grievances with Mark Vandermeer. That and some other things we'll talk about next right here on Texans All Access. Yes, sir. Happy Wednesday, everybody, from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. Texans All Access is back. Hopefully you enjoyed Deshaun Watson, John Harris, and Mark Vandermeer with you. Mark, that was fun. Get a chance to talk to Deshaun. We had to talk to him together, you and I. We never talked to him together. We never have, huh? Nope, never yeah, have. I was thinking about that as we were talking to him. I have not interviewed this guy. I mean, they weren't really giving him out for interviews during the regular right. season. He was just doing podium stuff, and we were all sort of hunkering down week to week because he started week two, right? right? That was a short one. Yep. And I thought I definitely talked to him the night after the draft or the day after the draft. You and I both did. We did it separately. We did it separately. Okay, I did it on television. You did it on radio. And it was for our draft special, the TV thing. And I think we're going to feature him, I don't think, I know this, for our draft special next week, which will, by the way, be Sunday night on ABC 13 at 11 p.m. after the draft is in the books. And Watson will be a big part of that one. Yep. Because he is your first-round draft selection this year. You asked the question yesterday, mm-hmm. right as I was leaving, and it got stuck in my head. What was that? You asked me, would I trade the entire 2018 draft? Not mm-hmm. undrafted, right. but just the 2018 draft, eight draft picks, to know that my entire team, the the guys, the dudes, mm-hmm. were all staying healthy. The team was staying. This is an easy one. The team was staying as healthy as Jacksonville did last year because Jacksonville was healthy all year long. This is uh, this is no Sophie's choice here. And by the way, if you don't get the Sophie's choice reference, I guess you could Wikipedia it instead of seeing the movie with Meryl Streep because it's painful to watch. Yep. The th- this is an easy one. This you know to make this one a little bit more difficult, you have to do all right. Uh, certain guys do get hurt. Who are the You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I yeah. might trade the entire draft class just to keep Watson healthy for the entire season. Yeah. To guarantee health for 16 games, would I trade the entire draft class? Man, that's a real tough one. That's but a tough one. To gar- versus, it doesn't mean he's going to get hurt if you draft everybody, but it means you take the risk of him getting hurt. You know, these are decisions you'll never have to make because no genie is going to, of course, present these to you. But to me... Man, I, there's nothing more important than health. What do I say to the group all the time? Hyman Roth, Godfather Part 2. Yep. More important than money, more important than power. Health is the most important thing, which it is in your life. Think about this. Whatever you do, health is the most important thing. It is more important than money. Money can't buy health. You can buy good medical attention, but it doesn't mean you're healthy. Health so equals availability. And that's what you In football, in football it is football, the elixir. The you got to have it. And you got to be there. You got to be available. You have to be. I mean, and that's. It's pretty. It's pretty fascinating to think about. But I got. I got asked, and this is the second question. That was one you came up with. I know that was pretty good. You asked me that, and so I fired it back at you. I got asked this one today. I was doing an interview on Texas Radio, which I do each and every Wednesday, and they asked me at the end, or with the 2018 draft, at the end of the season, you will tell me the 2018 draft was a success. If, if what? And this I went, season. Wow. The 2018 season. The 2018 draft 
Obviously, you don't have a pick till 68. But the 2018 NFL draft is a success if I said you get one starter. At the, you get one starter for all 16 games. Really? If you get one starter for all 16 games. And it games, can be different guys? No, I, you want one guy. Now, you can have other guys that, that will impact the team in some way. Uh-huh. But out of the eight guys, you get one starter. Because, you. I mean, you think about it. You've got a number of roles. Now, obviously, that's not implying the health. But putting them right. together, if you keep guys healthy, you don't have a lot of starting spots on this roster ready to I'll, go. I'll make it easier than this for you. First of all, I don't agree with what you just said because if all of these acquisitions and returning players work out and stay healthy, I don't want any rookies to start. I really don't. I'm just saying and I don't think they. I don't think they need to start because if – Julia Davenport's going to play well at left tackle. Yep. If Fulton really is a good guard that you picked up, or right. Senio Kilamete, and, and you have Nick Martin playing well at center, and then maybe Chantrell Henderson actually does work out well for you at right tackle, I'm okay there. Now, maybe a tight end, but Ryan Griffin, to me, if he's healthy, he can do the job yep. fine. So I don't necessarily need a starter. I'll go you this way. I want people who can start will become starters. I, out of these eight selections, never mind undrafted free agents, who right. can be big as we right. talk about all the time. Yep. Out of these eight selections, I want f- four or five. I'm going to say I want five to stay on the team for at least four years. Okay. And I want two right. to eventually start. And the others to be really good contributors. Like it could be a second tight end. Right. It could be a fullback. Not necessarily. That's probably not what you're going to do, but you get my drift here. Yeah, I hear you. could be a role player, I, like you I, said. Yeah, I get you. I, mm-hmm. I said getting one impactful starter that starts all 16 games. I think you'd feel good about the, you'd feel good about the draft at that point. I think it's a long-ranging one. I, f- I find what's interesting as it pertains to drafts, and we're going to have our Wednesday night draft here uh, in the next segment as DP Sitter stops by. I think as it pertains to drafts, one of the best drafts the New York Giants, uh, I'll never forget this, in 2007, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I think it was 2007 or 2006. They, they had given up a ton of picks in the Eli Manning deal. Right. To go get Eli Manning, they had to give up a ton of picks to, to go the Chargers. get him. And so they had a five-person draft class. That was it. But it was Justin Tuck. It was Corey Webster. It was Brandon Jacobs. All these guys that were drafted in second, third, fourth round or later. Big helpers. And all huge. I mean, Justin Tuck was a, was a key player for them, yeah. pro bowler for them. But the point being, if you can have that. Now, this is not a small class. There are only, I think, six or seven teams in the NFL that have more draft picks mm-hmm. than the Texans. It's just a matter of when the draft picks um, are being selected. And that's, why, first that's why we think a trade's coming. I mean, at least one. Yeah, I that's would another think so. one. How many trades in this draft? Give for me a number Texans. right now. Yeah. How many trades? I think two. I, I agree. think one to get up in the second round. I think one, one uh, maybe to get into the mm-hmm. fifth round. See, I could even see if they don't do that second round maneuver, they take whoever they take with the fourth pick in the third round, and then midway through the third, there's somebody they like. So they trade you know, one of their thirds and maybe the fourth or whatever to move up a half a round to take a guy. To get four third rounders? To no, or yeah, or to get an earlier third round. Gotcha, I got you. Like a fifteenth uh, pick in the third round, kind right. of thing. Because there are players like that all the time, and they've yeah, done yeah. that before. Now I know Brian Gain; it's new for him, and right. uh, we don't know what he's going to do. We don't know what he's like here. But hey, he's making all the calls. You know, he's got everybody on speed dial. They've gone over the scenarios. Hey, if I want to move up a half a round, you right. want to deal with me? Right. Uh, let's discuss some parameters now. Did you see about the chart? Like Belichick thinks the chart is not. 
accurate anymore. But yeah. I was looking at the chart. I mean, the chart was, was started back in the nine in the early nineties. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you've got you've got to think that the chart not not. I think it's a decent starting point. Mm-hmm. But I do. I think it's. I think it's become. I think it's become not irrelevant, but it needs to be tweaked. I absolutely think it needs to be tweaked. And with all of our analytics, I I would imagine that teams throughout the league, if they've got good analysts, they probably come up with their own trade value chart. Yeah. And if you don't know what we're talking about, back in the, in the early late 80s, early 90s, the Dallas Cowboys came up with they were the ones. A, though. They came up with a chart for Jimmy Johnson to be able to make trades where they could equate. We're going to trade you this first rounder for two seconds, a third, a seventh, and yeah. one next and they have year. Point values and they for point each values pick. for each one. So I would imagine teams. I would imagine the Patriots have their own draft value chart. Sure, I would think we've got. But, one. But you got to match up because it's like if I'm if I'm giving you Bitcoin and you want to give me you know pesos, sure, that might not work. You no, know, we have absolutely. to determine a value. Well, I think that's that's what the teams. I just don't think that the teams are going with the antiquated chart. To be honest with you, I mean mm-hmm. back in back when they were drafting, there were ten rounds of the draft. Right. So I, I just I think they're probably using their own version of it. But it's a good starting point, I think. If if you and I had to jump in a general manager's chair tomorrow and we're like, oh man, we got to make deals, get I think we chart. would go to it. Oh, yeah. to at least get a, a frame of reference in a hot what, second because I want to know if oh, I'm abs- way off of that established absolutely. currency. So we're talking about injuries and we toss that back and forth. I came up with this. I was driving today. Speaking mm-hmm. of injuries, so Jevion Clowney was drafted in 2014. Right. So by math, 14, 15, 16, 17. That's four years. Division games twice a year. Right. So Texas have played. Division teams. I don't know why I thought about the Colts, but I thought about the Colts. Two things about this. Andrew Luck has never faced Watt and Clowney at the same time. Wow. In those four years, Andrew Luck has never faced those two together. Clowney was out in that Thursday nighter here where Watt returned the fumble for a touchdown and the place went nuts, but they lost the game ultimately. And he was obviously out by the end of the year. Yeah. So he didn't play in 14. Mm -hmm. In 15, Luck was out. Right. But Watt and Clowney both played in those games. Yeah. And then in 16 and 17, Watt was out of both games. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even think of that. And how about this? So Luck has never faced Watt and Clowney. The Colts in those four years mm-hmm. have only faced Watt, Clowney, Merciless twice in 2015. Interesting. That's the only year where they faced all three. So when we go back to talking about health, if we can just keep everybody on the field just once, just for a for a period of time longer than two Give three me games. fourteen games. Yeah, fourteen games that, of those. Is three. that getting greedy? No, it's not. It's not at all. I think it is. I don't. I don't think it's getting greedy at all. I mean, you've got it. But greed, for lack of a better word, well, is good. Says Gordon Gecko. True. But Dated reference. Are you going to find no, me for no, that one? No, no, because I love Wall Street. I'm okay. with you on that one. I'm right. cool. Um, yeah, uh, and a cut steel. So <laughs> I, I I love it. But the the point being. You drafted those guys. You would think that everybody's going to stay healthy, right? I mean, why, why could you? Why would you not assume, in some way, shape, or form, that first rounders you drafted have been successful could stay healthy for fourteen games a year? You're not asking for that much. I guess not. It just feels like a pipe dream compared to what you've been through in reality here with all the injuries. I'd like to go back at some point and figure out how many games, how many games they all played against the Titans. Now, last year we did play the Titans early. Mm-hmm. And we played the Jags early. So it doesn't, it doesn't apply as much. I know there was a point last year where I went, man, Marcus Mariota's only played like six quarters against the Texans. Right. 
But the Colts were the one that just popped in my head driving today. I was like, Andrew Luck's never faced both of them at the same time. That's a great point. And you know what else? twice in four years have they all three been on the field against the Colts. But when you talk about health, if I had to make a deal with Beelzebub, if I had to, or Elizabeth Hurley portraying the the Prince of Darkness or Princess in this case, I would say give me Watson healthy for 16 games and do whatever else you want to do to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I because just, yeah. I believe that you'll get a lot of things accomplished. Now, I don't want to see other people get hurt, but if I had to guarantee one guy, obviously that's going to be the one. I mean, going forward, we used to always ask that question, who is the most indispensable player? Who's the player you cannot lose? And we would talk about that, and obviously with the quarterback situation, it was, mm-hmm. well, you, it could be this quarterback or that quarterback. You didn't really fall in. And so it was you know, Dwayne Brown sometimes. Sometimes it was Arian. Yep. But now it's Deshaun for as long as he plays here. He's the one guy you have to have healthy for 16 games. And if you do, you got a shot. You've got a shot. If all he stays healthy games. 16 games, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the postseason, but there will be a postseason. Yes. And it could be glorious. I'm not going to say it's guaranteed to be glorious, but it could be. And we all want to see it. Yeah. So let's go. Well, when the Texans play their 13 opponents this year, is coming out tomorrow. Right. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. But mm-hmm. I know you always have thorns in your side. I've a, got complaints already, yeah. Johnny. You, we I haven't see seen it. the schedule yeah, yet. Yeah, but I, I know I, – I'm not going to say I know what's coming, but I'm ready with my complaints. What's the biggest one? Biggest well, – Well, I'll, I'll guess. Okay. Indianapolis in December. That's, you do not want to go to Indianapolis That's a in December. standard complaint. Standard, standard complaint. Yep. Are, we, do, are we doing this up, now so. or are we going to do this Let's later? Do it. Let's okay. do it. All right. Standard complaints, including but not limited to – Indianapolis in December, the back half of this two-game series being there. It's been that way since, let me count now, since 2010. Yep, because the opener was here. Right. So yeah, in 2009, right. you were up there a little bit earlier. They were like right. two weeks apart, actually, because you had the Chris Brown miss at the buzzer there. Then two weeks later, he had blown 17-point lead here. Wasn't that delicious? We talked about that the other day. Anyway, that was the last time you had it set up that way. I know divisional games are set up at the end of the year in the current schedule-making process in the NFL. That's fine. I mean, I'm not going to complain about that. Also, don't give me what you gave me last year, which is three road division games in December. It didn't matter because the team was not doing well anyway. But had you been going for something, and the way the division is now, you can't send me on the road to Tennessee, Jacksonville, and Indianapolis in December. You can't do that. You've got to give me a little home action there, preferably the Colts and maybe one other. Whatever, however it works out. I know you know you have three teams, so two of them are going to be on the road. I yep. get that. But don't make them all on the road. That's not right. Here's mine. Okay. Do not give us a, sun, do not give us a road trip after a Monday night road trip. Mm-hmm. That's happened twice in four years. I was going to say that. That was going to be one of my – That one bothers p- me. 2014 went to Pittsburgh for a Monday yep. night game. Then went to Nashville for Tennessee. They ended up winning the mm-hmm. Titans game that year. This past year was go to Baltimore on a Monday night. After Thanksgiving, turn right around and go back to Nashville and play the Titans. I know it sounds like we're whining, and we kind of are. I don't mind when you tweet out, you know, mm-hmm. things about this show, everybody. Yeah. You can say I'm whining. I don't yeah. care because I'll whine about this. Here's another one. You ready? Mm-hmm. No Thursday night road game. Done it two years in a row, and I know you won last year at Cincinnati. And yeah. you know it's hard to say thirteen to nine is a great win in a four and twelve season, but at the time it felt pretty good. Yeah, and I know Bill O'Brien was happy with the way his staff 
got the team together. That's after one of the getting best coaching doors all blown year. off against Jacksonville. Ridiculous. It was one of the best coach games. They, yeah, it might be. It might be. You know, that and the Ravens might be the coaching masterpieces of his career. Seriously. No tight ends. 21 guys in the injury report. Starting a 22-year-old who's having his his birthday that day on the. I mean, it's to me, yeah. it's one of the better coaching jobs to, to be able to pull seven that offensive one out. linemen. You know, and the defense played unbelievably yeah. well. You know, with and, all three guys on the field, Watt, Merciless, Clowney, with all three guys on the field. That, that was great. So, but I don't want to go on the road on a Thursday night again. And and just a brief explanation of this for the peeps. Well, two years ago, you went to New England Thursday night. That oh, that was too long a trip. Because New England, for most oh. teams, is is a long trip because it takes so long to get to the stadium and everything. It's a bad situation for you on a short week especially. So I don't want to see that. Now, if you're going to have a road game this year on a Thursday night, I want to see it. What, what's the closest game? It's got to be a divisional game. Yeah. So I want to see a team. Indy, Nashville, yeah, and Jacksonville. And then you think, oh, man, you've got to play a divisional game on the road on a Thursday night. A really? short week. Yeah, or you can I mean, but that's the thing. Indy did it in fourteen and fifteen. He came here and beat us. What if you go to? Oh gosh, you're right. Well, yeah, but that hey, whatever. They did it. They overcame it, just yeah. like the Texans beat Cincinnati last year. The point is this: if you're home on a Thursday night, the Wednesday, and this is key because you really can't practice at all. Like you'll do a little walkthrough Monday night. Yeah. You'll do a little walkthrough Tuesday. Wednesday, if you're at home, you could do another nice walkthrough and. Right. You know, getting your jammies early on Wednesday night and be good to go. If you're the road team you're, team, you're traveling most of the day Wednesday. I don't care how short the flight is. It works yep. out that way. And I think it's, it's a just tremendous a disadvantage for the road team in a Thursday night scenario. Yeah. Are you going to have to go to Jacksonville this year and watch them in their mustard uniforms? Oh, no, they're not going to no, do that No, they're not doing year. that this year. In fact, tomorrow. And mustard is a polite way of describing The Jags that are color. getting new uniforms. So the Titans get new uniforms. The Jags get new uniforms. Again? Yes, they just again. did. They just got the two-tone helmets. They're not getting I think the two-tone helmets are going away. Just Really? Yeah, just But they've wanted the two-tone helmets. I just have seen a video of them pouring black paint all over the helmet. <laughs> so going, I got a feeling back it's in going black. On. Oh, and they're going to have ACDC. <laughs> oh, it's so predictable. Oh, it's predictable. It's so predictable. Yes, oh, it is. I ne- I thought they should never have changed them in the first place. Nah, I didn't think there was anything wrong with that helmet. I mean, you can go ahead and tweet the uniform. That helmet was kind of cool. That looking. mustard jersey is the mustard jersey was it wasn't you know baby diaper product that's what it looked like oh it's terrible what's it not awful. terrible is our wednesday night draft we'll have that for you next as deep city steps in with both of us right here on texans all access it's time for our Wednesday night draft. Welcome back, everybody. John Harris, Mark Vandermeer, and DP Sidhu joins us. DP, how are you? I'm great, guys. It is our Wednesday night draft, as I just said, and love this Wednesdays. One, this one now we've gone all over the we've gone all over the map. I think DP, last time you were with us, it was football guilty pleasures, which was very fun. <laughs> Mark was not with us for that. I had one. a lot of those. I, oh, I want to do that one. That was that was pretty fun. But Mark, John, and Drew's guilty pleasures were like smart people guilty pleasures. No, pleasures. No, 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 no. Like when you say, "Oh, I like to watch documentaries in my free time." It was like stuff why is like that, that a guilty pleasure? That's just a pleasure. Theirs were like real football things, and mine were legitimate guilty pleasures. A guilty pleasure would be like like you're ashamed real... to admit it. Yeah, yeah. Like like at the Orange Bowl, they played Casey and the Sunshine Band. <laughs> Do a little dance, make a little up. Like, that was so awesome in the yeah. Orange Bowl after a big moment. Like me would... reading Us Magazine, that would be guilty that's pleasure. A gu- that's, that's a guilty, a guilty, guilty pleasure. pleasure. That's a guilty pleasure. That was that was one long time ago. Now, mm-hmm. tonight's draft, we're going to do a seven rounds. We got we to gotta move. We got to do a seven-round Ultimate Texans draft mm-hmm. by round. Okay. Each round, you can only pick up a Texan that was drafted in that Particular round. I'm oh, ready. I'm ready. 
Got I didn't. It. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought you could just draft out of order. No, you're drafting. We're going by round. So well, Johnny, we'll go first round, second round, third round. I have to cross somebody off my list already. Why? Yeah. I had an undrafted on here. Oh, uh, well, we can do honorable mention at the we end. Can do some, we can do. Oh, okay. I'll, right, I'll, I'll, I'll uncross. We fly through this. Our eighth mm-hmm. round will be an undrafted right. player, and that will probably and we'll snake the pick. So deep, you start. Okay. Mark, you go second. Yep. I will end up going third, and then I will start. I'll start the second round, and we'll go back. So that's how we will snake this draft. DP, you have the first first round pick, and you are taking. I'm taking Deshaun Watson. I know it's a small body of work, and there are probably other players that I should take. And I, I don't really even know why I'm apologizing, but it's an important position. I I think so. I'm taking Deshaun Watson. You can't go wrong with that pick. You got your quarterback, okay? I've got my quarterback. I mean, if if. Johnny, do you have to take a quarterback? I think maybe you don't because no, they haven't drafted you know, too many. Haven't drafted <laughs> There's like, not a whole lot to choose from. And I'm not drafting Dave Ragone in the third you're, round. You're not, you're not gonna <laughs> take I'm not, Alex I'm not doing it. No. <laughs> no, no Alex Brink. No. Okay, I'm going to take uh, your first rounder, JJ Watt. I've yeah. heard of him, and he's pretty good. Yeah, he is pretty mm-hmm. good. All right, so that leaves me, and I get the first round pick. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking the goat, Andre Johnson, and I kick off Ooh. the second round. Okay, and I'm taking the best second round pick there has been in this team's history. And I'm taking the Miko Ryans. You're, uh, that's a very good second really round good. pick, and I, yep. I would have to agree that based on uh, everything I'm looking at here, mm-hmm. it is the best second round pick in the yes. history of the franchise. Uh, other selections, I'm not I'm not announcing these, but yeah, Jabbar Gaffney, Ben Tate, DJ Swearinger, Xavier Suafilo, Benny Chapru, Benny, Benny Chapru, Chapru. Yeah. ouch, jeez, uh, I got to take a second rounder here. Mm-hmm. Boy, it, already the Pickens. Don't look as great as they possibly could. I'm going to take Chester Pitts. He's going to play for me for seven years, and yeah. he's not going to miss any downs. And I need a guard, and I think he's pretty good. And he could also play tackle if I need him to. That's pretty good. All right, DP, you get to close out second round and then start the third round, which is a good thing. I'm picking mm-hmm. last in the third round. I could be in trouble. All right. there. I still think there are a few good ones to choose from, but I'm going to take Connor Barwin. Longevity in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a great pick. Puts up, puts up some nice stats. I, I'm going to add to my defense here. Now I'm regretting okay. taking you, Chester. So <laughs> you need in the second lineup. round, here's who we left on the table. Zach Cunningham, Nick Martin, Bernardrick McKinney. Mm-hmm. Brooks Reed. Brooks Reed. Yep. Uh, you mentioned Ben Tate. Did I mention Tony Hollings as a supplemental pick in 03? You, you did, but did. Nobody, nobody picked him. So, DP, okay. you start off the third round. All right. Let's. Ooh, Ooh. Boy. Let's, let's dive into the third oh, round. Oh, no, I got this. You uh, do. I'm oh, going to go, yeah, there's a few good ones. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go Brandon Brooks. Okay. Brandon Brooks, good third-round pick. Good selection there. Uh, let's Pro see. Pro Bowl guard, good one. All right, uh, so Mark, that leaves you third-rounder. I'm going to go with, should I go with Earl Mitchell or Steve Slayride Slayton? I need a little offense here. I'm going to go with Slayton. All right. I know I'm only going to get one year, but you know what? It's going to be a hell of a year. It was a heck of a year. There's no question about that. All right, I closed down the third round, and man, it is it is not it's not great. But <laughs> no, you got some you, here. There's still a few. But, no, I know there's, there's on the Seth Wand. Just kidding. Eric Winston. <laughs> Eric Winston, really Eric solid Winston. pick. I mean, still around the league. Uh, has he been picked up by anybody? I, I'm not I totally don't think sure. So. I don't think so. Um, but gave me. Right tackle. I mean, offensive line, we talked about that forever. You know what pickup sets me on this list more than any other third-round pick in the history of the franchise? Charles Hill, defensive tackle, Maryland, in the first year. Because they had two third-round selections. They picked Fred Weary. I like him. Yeah. But Charles Hill, no. Not a good idea. I'm surprised one of you didn't take Deontay. 
There's not many running I, backs I to choose it. from in the yeah. draft. I thought about it. And you I know what? Saw the this I saw him this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was good. The just, pro- saying. just walking around. Just walking, walking around. around. Looked like that Achilles. That was, was good, good enough for me. Good to go. That was good enough Wait, for me. Wait, you can walk? Yeah. That was good enough for me. <laughs> Let's go. All right, fourth round. I am going to take the slam dunk of all mm. fourth round picks, Dominic Davis. Oh. Dominic Davis. Yeah. I love him. When you look at the fourth round, there are, there are a few. There's quite a few good ones. Yeah. Now known as Dominic Williams, yep. by the way. Oh, there are a number of really good fourth round picks. Yeah, there's some good fourth rounders on here. We'll see who gets left out of this mix. I had like three or four others. Oh, I got mine. But oh, Dominic going was next? so productive. Yeah. Owen Daniels. All right. I mean, yeah, there are this num- is let DP pick, and then we'll talk about the other fourth rounders that we didn't take. I yep. thought mine was a slam dunk, and he's what? still on the board. Glover Quinn. Glover Quinn's another that was slam one dunk. That I had. That was one that I had on my, my list. I was like, all right, do I want Glover? Do I want – then I want Dominic Davis. I thought about – you know, we didn't gra- draft Garrett Graham, who mm-hmm. was solid. Uh, Jerry Crick was solid here for a while. Ben Jones. Those guys are all solid, but I think we got – I think we got the three. I mean, Ben Jones is a super solid pick. Just because he didn't resign him doesn't mean he can't play. He's True. playing for Tennessee, a playoff team last year. Mm-hmm. Ben Jones, really good pick. Winning season a year before that. Uh, you know, he's a starting center on a team that had a 9-7 and seven record. Versatility, can play guard as the well. The fourth yeah. round for the Texans has been more successful than the third yes. round of their history. Now we get to the fifth round. Mm-hmm. DP, you get the top pick mm-hmm. in the fifth round. Okay. I think and I'm going to add to my Clemson bunch. I'm going to add DJ Reader. There you go. You're going to go DJ Reader. Yeah. Wow, I, so you're going recent. I'm going recent. Well, I like the guys. When you look at the fifth rounders. Super young. When you look at the fifth rounders, they're really (laughs) – Mark, I hate to say this. When you look at the fifth rounders, there are really about two of them that we might could take. Oh, you guys are being way too way too harsh here. Really? You're not. No, I think this is is a tough one. I mean, I'm not going to take Shiloh K.O. No. Uh, He's good in that home run derby, though. I'm going to take James Casey because I think James Casey could do some things for me. He's versatile. He's going to play solid football for me. That's one of the two. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to end up taking the other one. T.J. Yates? Yeah. I'll okay. take T.J. Yates because well, – You need a quarterback. You, need a, you both need, need a quarterback. quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who's going to play quarterback for you? I mean, mm. as soon as you put J.J. Watt back I'm going there. undrafted here, Johnny. <laughs> oh, well, mm-hmm. there is that. But uh, fifth round – other options in the fifth round. Um, nope. Frank Ocam, <laughs> nope. Brandon Harrison, Brandon Fry- – I mean, you gonna, can't make a no, case oh, for – I got, a, I got one. Sherrick McManus, who's not going to yeah. get any Pro Bowls, but he's still in the league, I think. Sherrick McManus has played for yeah. a long time. He's drafted in 2010, and yeah, he's just a—he's one of those guys. He's—he's he's like James Jones in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, he's one yep. of these guys who plays for a long time. He's a pro. Yep. Again, he's not going to go to the Pro Bowl, but he's just a solid team contributor. All right, sixth round. I'm—I'm I'm torn. I'm torn <laughs> between two two guys, and I get to kick off the oh, sixth, sixth round. round. Is low dead. I it's mean, long. It, I it mean, is. It is long. <laughs> longer. But I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm torn between two guys. That I'm, I've been huge fans of, mm-hmm. and when I look at my roster, wide receiver, inside linebacker, tackle, running back, I think I need to go on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm going to go Christian Covington. Oh, that's, oh yeah. Uh, all right, so I go next. Yep. Oh, I'm I'm nailing the best sixth rounder rounder of the history of the franchise, and that would be Bryce McCain. Still in the National Football League, was solid here late in 2010. Not playing so well. They actually deactivated him, but he came on to be a solid nickel corner. And he still plays. Bryce McCain, good. I mean, six-round pick. What do you want? Yeah. He's drafted in 2009. I don't disagree with you. There's one other six-round pick that I'm going to be disappointed if DP doesn't mm-hmm. take. Uh, Ryan Griffin or Chris Jones? Oh, Ryan Griffin. Ryan I Griffin. would go Ryan Griffin. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Griffin. You know what? I, I actually missed those are him. The two, those are the yeah. two that I was Those are the two I was down to. I was down to Ryan Griffin 
and Christian Covington. And I was like, ah, you know, I've got a lot on the offensive side of the ball. You so know, David we'll Quesenberry Chris. is still here, folks. And, boy, I mean, you know, nothing's changed. We're rooting for him to yep. make the team and, and make a big difference. He played at the end of the season. Let's see what he can do. All right, yep. seventh round. So seventh round. DP, you get to kick off the seventh mm. round. Oh, let me take a look-see Oh, here. there are a lot right. of good ones. Yeah, the seventh, seventh round's had some good <laughs> Seventh round's kind of loaded. Wow. So are we basing this off of... Whatever like their want. career is going to play out exactly the way that it eh, did. Whatever yeah. you want. However you want to look it, at look, it. Look, it's a seventh-round pick, too, so it's not like you're going to go bust city with whoever you pick. Okay, well, then I'll just go really effective for a short mm. amount of time. Right. Derek Newton. Derek Newton. And it's not that short. I mean, you know, a few seasons, and it's too bad. I mean, who knows what the future out. holds for Derek, but yeah. for the for the – what he was able to do in the years that he was here. Got a second contract. That's a value. I know who Got Johnny's a second picking. contract. Johnny's going to go like, it's no, not just, nepotism. Yeah, da- Johnny's got his favorite it's on here. It's not nepotism, but it's <laughs> friendship nepotism. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I've already, got, I've already got a position. Uh, board. Go ahead. I've got some good choices here. Hang on a second. You do have, some, do, you do yeah. have some good seventh round I like when Mark choices. goes old school and then just throws in some no, random I'm gonna go, stats I'm going to go game. old school. I could go new school and make Andre Hal happy, but I'm going to go Zach Dials here, who played in the <laughs> NFL for a while, drafted in 2007 in the seventh round, and was a starter on this team for a bit. And he came back a few years ago, too. For oh, this a short is great time. because I get to snake back to the undrafted. This Ooh. is fantastic. Oh, oh yeah. My running way. game is going to kick everybody's tail. Oh, boy. Uh, seventh rounder. Mm. Um, I would go with my boy David Anderson, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I'm going to go with Andre Howe. I'm going to bolster my secondary. Yeah, I knew you were going to go. I don't have – I don't really have – Andre's my guy, too. I, lo- I love Andre. I love what he brings to this team, and I think he and – Starter, I think he pick. and uh, Tyron Matthew playing mm-hmm. safety together is going to be very, very interesting. And Tyron talked about how they're meeting every Thursday to kind of talk about things and get to know each other, which I think is pretty cool. So, we get one round of undrafted, and I go first. So, I will take Arian Foster, and I have Arian Foster – and Dominic Davis, and the rest of you are in trouble. I know. Mark? I know. That's right. Good <laughs> offense, man. Dominic and Arian. I'm going to run the ball. Well, I got Steve Slayride Slayton. You do. All right. <laughs> I've got the second undrafted free agent pick. I, I know who DP's going to pick. I'm, look, I need you some do? offensive line. You do? No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I need you, some. You might be thinking who I'm, th- if I'm thinking of then. I'm going to go Mike Brazel. That's actually who I was going to say. Really? Yeah. yeah All right, yeah. so you, you want me to leave him for you? No, no, you go guy? ahead. I'll, I'll pick somebody else. All right, pick somebody else. There's one other. If you guys miss it, I'm going to. No, no, she won't miss it. Okay. Oh, is this my nepotism pick? No, it's not really nepotism. It's just a good player. Yeah. Undrafted. Who am I? It's a guy who made the Pro Bowl for a different team last year. This year. Yeah. Undrafted. Oh, you're just looking too. Am deeply. I just? I'm just like it's drawing so a total obvious. blank. Yeah. It's, it's it's so it's obvious. It's so obvious. We yeah. lost him to free agency last I mean, year to Jacksonville. Oh, AJ Boyer. Yes. Oh my God, I totally missed him. Yeah. Do you want? What were you thinking about? Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking of JJ Moses because my oh. podcast. Oh, that is that is a little. No, no, no. But he's not undrafted. He went to the Chiefs first, so he that doesn't. Wasn't he undrafted? And um, uh, he might have been cut by them in the preseason, but I don't think that counts. So you you got to be with you get AJ Boyer. I'll take AJ Boyer. You know what? That's not a bad pick. Oh, it's I a totally great pick. It's probably the him. best one other than Arian. You forget. You forget. You forget. I mean, it might or be maybe better we than blocked Bri- it out. Might be better than Brizel, but I got Pitts now, and Brizel. Now JJ was not. He was not drafted. According no, he wasn't drafted, but I think he was with the Chiefs first. I think that's where we saw him in a preseason Bra- okay, game with Kansas City. Oh, Europe. so he has, he, to be, he has to be our undrafted. Yeah, because yeah. remember, Vermeil worked you. him out when he was auditioning right. Sage Rosenfels, and that's where he saw J.J. Moses. So, DP, Shaw Watson, Connor Barwin, Brandon Brooks, Glover Quinn, D.J. Reader, Ryan Griffin, Derek Newton, you're undrafted, it was A.J. Boye. Mark, 
J.J. Watt, Chester Pitt, Steve Slate, Owen Daniels. Oh, Daniels could play quarterback for you. James <laughs> Casey, Bryce McCain, Zach Dials, and Biscuit, Mike Brizel, Me, the GOAT, D'Amico, Eric Winston, Dominic Davis, T.J. Yates, Christian Covington, Andre Howe, and Arian Foster. Nice job, guys. Nice. I, wish, I wish we could play our teams, like have our teams play each other. Well, I'd win. I mean, the posi- the depth chart would be awful. Yeah, it'd be like <laughs> be uh, there's no quarterback <laughs> on this team. <laughs> I totally win depth. just because I have a quarterback. You do have a quarterback. I've got JJ Watt. I can do anything. <laughs> That's true. You could. Thanks, guys. And that'll do it for this Wednesday evening. Thanks, to DP. Thanks to Mark. Thanks to Number Four for stopping by. That was fun. Get a chance to chat with him as well. Loaded show. Hope you enjoyed. Tomorrow the schedule is out. Get excited. People will know where the Texans are going. When they're playing their 13 opponents in 16 games in 2018. So excited. Can't wait for it. We'll have it all for you on Texans All Access and beyond tomorrow. See you then, everybody. As always, go Texans.